In Your Money today, Carolyn Wright is discussing the importance of educating the wider population of Hong Kong about their finances. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. We talk a lot about the importance of financial education here on Your Money. And today we're going to take a look at the work of one group in helping the wider population here with getting to grips with such issues. I'm joined by Joanne C, who is a financial social worker at the Hong Kong Family Welfare Society's Financial Education Centre. Thank you for joining me, Joanne. Hello. Can you tell me a little bit about the work of the HKWS Financial Education Centre? Sure. HKFW's Financial Education Center is actually one of the pioneers in Hong Kong developing and providing financial education service. So we started our service back in 2007. We established our center in 2017 to promote financial literacy. Our purpose and our mission is to instill proper financial management and skills and beliefs to a wider variety of public. Our service target ranges from kindergarten school kids to elderly. And we also specifically put a lot of effort in focusing on the parents' work because we believe that without parents' involvement in financial education, there will be no behavioral changes on the children. So we offer a lot of like parent talks, stimulation games for different user groups. We introduced a financial social work course from the U.S., which is a structured and systematic way to nurture a group of social workers to spread out the message and the knowledge in financial education. This group of social workers will become a critical mass to deliver important financial education message to other users. Because you can imagine that a group of social workers like us in the financial education center will not be sufficient enough to serve the general public. So we have to educate the other social workers to learn the skills and knowledge and attitudes to spread out what financial education should be like. Why do you think it is so very important to reach out to people to provide the kind of financial education you're giving? Everyone has a financial management needs, regardless of his age. As young as a school age kids, like kindergarten, they have to learn how to manage the octopus card. Nowadays, like kids, they have a lot of resources, but to learn how to manage this kind of resources is very difficult for them. And we see the needs of them. So we believe that we have to teach them is not only the knowledge and the skills, how to manage the money, but also more importantly, is about the attitude and the mentality on it. Because someone who says like, uh, if we have money in surplus, then we don't have to manage money because we are in surplus. Is that the true? Or someone who says, oh, I'm poor enough. Uh, I don't have any money. I have no. I do not have the right to manage money. But from our perspective, we believe that no matter you have money or not, the attitude itself to manage the money is the most important thing. You mentioned that you do everyone from kindergarten kids to the elderly, mm-hmm. and you mentioned games. So let's talk about the types of subjects that you cover and how you decide what they are. Basic money management skills, training to school age kids through stimulation games. We also teach the users how to develop their financial goals and how to avoid scam and fraud. We do this from a preventive and educational angle. We provide a psychosocial perspective to the users to allow them to review their financial patterns, how they behave and how they are affected by the society. We all are affected by the values, the culture, the families, all these kind of stuff, the interpersonal factors that affect how we behave. So we try to work with the individual as well as the family to see how can we build a better communication among the family members from a financial angle. 
Do you help people who are suffering from financial stress? There's been a, a lot of difficult times recently, the pandemics or a lot of people losing their jobs and struggling with their money. And can people be referred to you for assistance if need be? Definitely. Apart from the educational perspective, we also provide counselling service. In terms of counselling service, we will take a look on uh, what kind of financial stress that person is suffering from. If kids are suffering from issues like shoplifting, money stealing, what we believe and we see that is just a behaviour. Behaviour is the tip of the iceberg. The underlying would be a lot of like emotional needs, communication needs between the family members and that kids. If a kid does not know how to manage his money well, the children may not be the single cause of the problem because they don't learn money management skills. They learn it from nowhere, so they don't know how to manage their money, so they try to steal their money. This is what we are trying to do through the counselling service to facilitate the family dynamics and communication. For those people, like if they are lack of money, if they are seeking for some money support, we can help them to explore what other resources that we can help to support them. For example, we may refer other some, some sort of social service to them. For people who suffer from loans, we will see if it's a small loans or large loans. If small loans, then we can try to help them to figure out how to reorganize or how to prioritize their uh, living expenses. We try to explore with them and to see what do they want to prioritize in their life. Are your services often manned by volunteers? And if anyone is interested in becoming a volunteer to teach these things, is that something they can do? We'll be more than happy to have more volunteers because uh, most of our school stimulation games are involved volunteers to help us to facilitate managing the game booth. Most of the roles of the volunteers are not only managing the game booth, Sometimes their roles could be like a thick, long shark in the game. They will see how can they attract the students to borrow loans. What kind of messages these kind of volunteers would try to convey is very important. So communication skills is very important for the volunteers. And how does volunteers perceive the needs of the users is also very important. Do they see the uniqueness of the users? I mean, although they are all school-age kids, but their needs could be very different because they come from different family backgrounds. We would like to see the self-awareness and reflective attitudes in volunteers as well because the values that the volunteers bring in is very important. I mean, they would influence how the users perceive money management. Oftentimes, we're very glad to see that our volunteers are very devoted and they would like to share their life experience on how well or how bad they manage money and what the users can learn from them. The way what we are seeing management is not like, oh, doing investment, grow your money, but this is like, how do we perceive money? Do we consider it as, oh, it's very troublesome, it's very problematic, I don't like money. In Chinese culture, we rarely talk about money because it's like a taboo. It harms relationship. But if we don't manage money, we don't talk about money, it may even worsen our relationship. So through social workers, volunteers' involvement, to talk to the users, to start off the money talk within the families as early as possible, it will actually help to grow the family in a better manner. Your services at the moment, are they mainly offered in Cantonese? At the moment, we mainly offer our service in Cantonese. 
but we're still exploring to see how can we further develop our service in English settings because we're seeing different needs from the society that not only Cantonese speakers need financial uh, management skills and knowledge. What kind of feedback do you get from people who've been able to take advantage of learning something from your services? One of the most rewarding parts for my work is that people told me that they feel like they understand themselves better. They gain more self-awareness on how they spend their own patterns. They can even try to reveal their underlying worries. Sometimes people come to us, it's like, I suffer from a money management issue, but then there are a lot of underlying worries or underlying values that they don't even aware. A lot of time people would say they're happy about the way how they started to understand themselves and how we could help them. I, would, I won't say help, I would say facilitate the family to talk about money. I'm guessing the feeling that what you see is a, a lot of what people may perceive as, as money problems mm. can in fact be driven by more emotional issues that they're facing or, or stresses in other parts of their lives. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like emotional issues are the different social factors that influence the how the one user spends. Just take electronic payment as an example. Uh, electronic payment is a very convenient way how we can pay and very hygiene way that we can use. But then it also triggers another issues that we may want to consider is that we may spend more without our awareness because using Octopus card, using Apple Pay, Alipay, whatever electronic payment it is, it's just too convenient. We don't have the pain of paying the physical cash. So when we don't look at our wallet, like how much left, then we can use the electronic payment. But do we aware that we are being affected by this kind of societal factors? Sometimes our users, they would be very surprised that, oh, they don't even aware that they were being affected by different societal factors and values that bring different in our behaviors. And also I remembered one of the users, she told me that if someone it relates to one of my life goals as well. It's, it's like, if we fail to plan, then we plan to fail. Financial planning is a, a lifelong lesson that we have to do. It's, yeah. a, it's a life skill we all need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, lovely to be able to get the opportunity to speak to you. That is Joanne C, who's a financial social worker at the Hong Kong Family Welfare Society's Financial Education Centre. Thank you.